Yeah, they make you, they charge a motherfucker for this. Stupid. I'm trying to figure out, like, what was the logic of getting rid of a program that uh, is attached to Google already to use its services? Should be live in the building. Let the building fill up for a minute there. Got zero million people watching. Hey, hey, make sure you turn your volume up or something. I have my volume on. Yeah, all right, that's cool. Yeah, that's as loud as you can go. Uh, Sound like you in the club chilling the cool. You on the cool then. Yeah, man, I'm in a public space. So I'm not trying to be so loud. Oh. <laughs> You know the Zoom work just as good with that phone though, boy. I swear it do. I just ain't got enough room. Oh, oh I got you. All right. I, I need to replace that too because it's only got like 10 gigs and I'm like, no, excuse me, like eight gigs. Mm. And I'm like at 7.30 in all the essential apps. Oh, man. Oh, man. So. Uh, go ahead and get a hold of your phone. Yeah. You and me both. Yeah, I've been holding out the bill was so crazy, man. I got a five hundred dollar month phone bill. It's just ridiculous. That's all I can tell you. Five hundred. Got enough people on it though. Oh, I did. So yeah, we're gonna uh, let me see who in the chat room, man. Let's see who joined up to really let's see who de deal with us. Let's see who really on our side, man. Let's see who we got in the chat room. Got 19,000 people in the chat room. Omar Reed, man, I know you in there was good. Noble Smitty. Black African Power family, good. Willie Clark, Black First Peace family, Black African Power. Productions, I can't even say, I see you, Sean, I always say the thing. Will Mobley was good. Donnie C. He say he saw another trip. What are you tripping? What's saw another tripping about? <laughs> what are you bugging out on, man? Who is saw another bugging out on? Peace. Yeah, surrender. Huh? I can hear you. Okay. I, hear you. I, was, I was trying to see if I can increase the, the mic volume. Okay. But it looks like it's all the way up. All right, you good. You okay. good. Goodness, peace, man. So let me go ahead and jump right in, man. Black African power was good, was happening. Well organized lie. Defeats a disorganized truth every time. Who who we? Y'all already know who it is, man. God killer and help. Look, we come to do what we got to do. We want to do what we got to do. We stand tall, we stand strong, 
Hey, pseudo coolers on deck. I'm in raw squad up. Got my main man with me, man, waiting on Doc to come in. And hopefully, Brother Garfield going to be in the building. All right? What's good, Brother Saw? How you doing, man? You've been chilling a little bit lately. And I know you putting together, you know, finishing touches on your daggone piece. Your book, The Weapon, The Lethal Weapon, because I'm definitely waiting for that, brother. I know you're doing that. And, you know, y'all already know, Asahotep is already called out Dr. Wesley Muhammad. He's definitely on the list. First is going to be Dr. Wesley Muhammad, then it's going to be the Christians. But what's good, though, Asal? What's up with you, bro? And everything's all good. All good. Just, uh, you know, been in the cut lately, just watching everything from a distance, uh, trying to finish up this book so that it's uh, of good and high quality uh, for the public. And that, uh, you know, it, it is something that, you know, you will uh, reference and pull off your shelves, uh, you know, a million times, you know, over. So, uh, you know, glad to be alive in this day and time. And, uh, we get it in. Yeah, we get it in. Well, I see you right there, man, Christian Killer. What's good, Mr. Garfield Reed Dagger Squad official. How you doing, brother? You must just be listening in the background. What's up, Dr. Mayat? What's good with you, sis? How you feeling? The great doctor. <laughs> the Peace preacher and love. killer. Peace and you know what? Peace and love, brother Ark Amaras Squad. Up, brother. Peace and love to everybody on the panel. I see we got Brother Star and Brother Garfield and Brother Sean P. So peace and love to you, brothers, and peace and love to everyone in the chat. Peace and blessings, Peace and blessings. Massey Clan Warrior Official. What's good, Sean? What it do? What it do? What it do? My main man. Now, what's going on? Black African Power to the panelists, ETM Hotel to the uh, chat. Uh, Peace, Dr. Maher. Good, good build today. And uh, Brother Saw, you know, I can't wait to get the book. And uh, uh -huh. Raggedy Garfield. Garfield on me. We're going to be able to get in a little later, probably. Um, So, you know, glad to be with y'all tonight, man. This is a non-custom show because I don't want the Christians to start running. Oh, he likes to cuss. Oh, I don't. I hope he don't want to get disrespectful. Nope. Now nah, I'm cool as a cucumber for real. Um, but yeah, we definitely calling them out. But first, we calling out Dr. Wesley, and specifically Brother Sahotep uh, has met the criteria of quote unquote Dr. Wesley Muhammad, and the criteria is responding writing. That's what he said. If you want to deal with my uh, conversation, my arguments that I put forth in my book. Right, right, putting in writing. That's what he said. Well, it's been it's been absolutely placed in writing, and you know, via our conversation, Dr. Wesley Muhammad at the Saw Netta TV Awards. Shout out to Saw Netta, right? Uh, you gave appreciation for the squad, right? And specifically a Saw Hotel. Um, I think it's time for these PhDs to come out of hiding, right? 
Uh, I understand that the PhDs don't want to deal with regular folk like us, right? Because sometimes you think we get unraveled. Or I don't know what it is, but I get it. I get it. But, you know, you don't need a PhD to put in some good scholarship. Or something, right? So, uh, so I can't wait. We, we're going to set that up. Uh, need to go ahead and get in contact with Wesley. We got to give him time to read the book, read the literature. And that's definitely going down, y'all. This is the this is the atmosphere for debate. I'm letting y'all know that. Absolutely the atmosphere for debate. And first Wesley, then the daggone Christians. The Christians, welcome to the damn party. We've been doing this for the last 15 years, and y'all just starting to catch up and get a little slick and start to promote some sources. Yeah, I heard y'all talking about primaries. Hey, man. We gave the community primaries. That's all I've been talking about for the last 10 years, primaries. That's all I hear, Dr. My talk about, where's the primaries at? Massey clan, we working for the primaries. Garfield, where's the primaries at? Where's the source? Where's the literature? Where's your methodology at? Man, how did y'all miss us? That's really the question. How did the Christians Miss us. It must have been a blessing from God Himself and His Son. Y'all not ready for them yet? Y'all get him first. I respect that. Hey, Saul, what did you say was funny? Is it what did you say? Uh what did I say? Oh, oh. Um that you know they knew what they were doing by uh going around the squad and going to Jabari. And because they knew that he's not really a a scholar in in ancient Egyptian uh, history and its relationship to the Middle East and things of that nature. So, you know, what they did was equivalent to if we wanted to debate the Christians that we called out the cousin pastor you too. <laughs> the cousin pastor, then he's supposed to be like representative of, you know, uh, Christian scholarship and things of that nature. So that's that's what they did. That's what they, you know. And so I've seen at least three videos, you know, commenting on the debate that they had. So I haven't seen the debate. Uh, I thought they were going to post it today, but uh, it doesn't seem like they did. But um, it, it seems like they are, are bragging and arguing, basically, that Dr. Vince Bantu won. Now, I won't judge until I actually see the debate. But, you know, uh, but again, they knew what they were doing. And, they're, they're, you know, Jabari wasn't chosen uh, arbitrarily. And you know, there's there's certain people they're trying to avoid in this conversation. And uh, so yeah, that's what I said. So that you know, we we'll we'll, we'll test Christianity if we're going to challenge the cousin pastor. And, uh, <laughs> and then we're going to count that as a win if if, if we debate. <laughs> right. Phil, where you at? Hey, I'm peace, peace. Can y'all hear me? <laughs> 
Yeah. How you doing? Loud clip. Hey, this is a non-cussing show, Mr. Garfield. Just to let you know. Oh man, look who's talking. I you know, you can look in the mirror and talk to your dad, talk to yourself. But anyway, like I was just listening to Brother Barino a while ago, too. Man, he was talking about you, right? And he's like, Yeah, I'm talking to these brothers these with this week. And he's like, Do you know who I am? He's gonna ask me if I know who he is. We got a whole file, like 70 files on this brother and the Amara squad. What are you talking about if we know who you are? You don't know who we got behind the scene. We got a team of 70. They speak the Hebrew. They speak the Greek. They teach it. We mastered the second and third century Christianity. <laughs> they watching. They watching, brother. They watching. Hey, I hit him with the Kevin Durant. You know how I am. You know who I am. <laughs> <laughs> you know me. I'm God killer. Yeah, man. But um, what we touch, what we, what we, what we touching on tonight? I don't really want to waste well, any time and hey, so, talk about preliminaries and all that stuff. Let's nah, get nah, to nah. um. Oh, my bad too, man. Good evening to everybody out there who's watching, listening. This is your brother God from the Dagger Squad. Peace to Asad, peace to Ong, peace to Sean. My bad, man. I, my mother is turning in her grave right now. Man. She taught me that good Christian um, brought up scene. I'm acting like ain't nobody raised me, you know, in a good Christian household. Come on. But anyway, um, what are we going to touch on first? You know, it's your show, bro. Yeah, we kind of want to play that little clip. Uh, Bantu talking a little bit. He talk a little bit. He talks. He gets that Holy Ghost and gets to rocking and rambling a little bit. Um, I appreciate his spit game. I appreciate that. Um, what I think the Christians need to really recognize is that we're five core families. I don't think they get that. And I can give you an example of, say, like the mob, right? Remember Lucky Luciano and them? Mm -hmm. Remember how they had the five families in New York? Remember that? Mm -hmm. So we got the Massey clan. We got the Shaw Shoe Monty Metanetcha. We got the Dagger Squad, right? Got the NBK, right? Got the Amaral Squad, right? Five families dedicated to keeping the truth. And 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 we're watch this. We're not only dedicated to telling the truth, but dedicated to, to, to educating black people, no matter what their religion is. Whether you whether you say, oh, he's just talking. No, we're actually dedicated to giving black people the power to actually take the system that they in, critique it with proper methodology, proper scholarship. Y'all see them in my um, speak correct English mode right now. I'm gonna show you how I can do it. So this Christian don't get me twisted, right? And, you know, using proper methodology um, so they can get at the truth. So they won't find themselves in a cult like a lot of us have. So they won't find themselves shrouded in pseudoisms. And so it's not just the comedic community because I'm from, you know, my family line come from West Africa. So, it, it, I mean, an African country and an African culture, you know what I'm saying? There's different cultures around Africa. So I'm not just asphyxiated on Kemet. Nobody is, right? And so we just want to make sure that if you're an EFI, whatever you're in, that you can actually understand and break down your system and get yourself to the truth. That's really where we at with this. Um, not I'm personally not trying to make people real black atheists. A real black atheist. Basically, uh, the, the real black atheism is a reboot, a, a reboot system. You know what I'm saying? To make you question everything that was given to you 
in the transcontinental kidnapping trade. And so I, I feel like every system needs to be questioned. Our understanding of uh, Egypt, right? Our understanding of uh, traditional African spiritual systems, uh, our understanding of uh, Islam, Judaism, and Christianity, uh, Zoroasterism, all, all things Sumer, ancient Sumer, Mesopotamia, uh, Native American culture, custom and traditions, and all their religions. It's our job uh, through anthropology, paleontology, textual critique, um, uh, evolution, all the sciences, math, right? It's our job to actually, you know what I'm saying, make sure that we use these tools in science to set our people straight. You like to add something to that, doctor? Esteemed doctor, I told you don't put that bio out, doc. I told you don't do it. You too, Garfield. I said, as soon as that bio go up, they gonna duck. Where you at, doc? I'm right here, brother Ankh. And I mean, I, I was, while you were talking, I was nodding my head. Yeah, I couldn't agree with you more. I think that we're at a point right now where all of these systems need to be questioned. And that we need to be arming, you know, the community with proper methodology so that they can discern the truth, you know, so they can be able to filter, um, so that they can be able to filter out, you know, um, falsehood from from the truth. And so I couldn't agree with you more, brother. Um, I'm gonna go back on mute. I got a house full of kids. So I'm gonna put the phone back on mute and, and, and take a listen. Brother Sean, you want to add something to that? Uh, yes, I think it is uh, just to piggyback off what Dr. Ma said, it is very important because a lot of times we have, we listen to people um, talk about these different systems, uh, African or Abrahamic, and they take us all over the world. They meme us to death. And, you know, when we ask for a particular source, they begin to become discouraged and dis and disingenuous because they don't know exactly how to provide the evidence. Um, and, you know, they just believed. So, you know, they left one system to believe in another system without properly understanding that particular system or better yet, properly understanding themselves. Because really at the end of the day, this is all gonna fall back down to you as an individual. So I think that, um, I think that everybody should just like have a little bit, uh, a little patience. Um, if you're going to hit the reset, like, like Jawa always says, you know, if you're going to change clothes, take a shower first and, um, and, and just kind of move forward there. But yeah, yeah. I'm, I mean, methodology is key. Science is a tool. It requires you to know and to do and to advance knowledge. And we need to be able to advance knowledge. So we not only should we consume it, we should advance it. And that means scrutinizing our even our own. So yeah, that's a good point there, Sean. You want to add something I saw while I queue up this video? Like to add something to that? Uh, I think y'all pretty much, you know, at least on that point, have, have covered, you know, uh, the ground. And, you know, this is something that we've been stressing uh over a number of years now you know so you know because in the so-called you know internet social media community it the technology has allowed you know people with pseudo information 
to spread their misinformation far and wide. And so, you know, these different, if you want to call them the five clans, um, you know, have emerged at different points of time to address certain aspects of this history to give the people in the social uh, media and internet community uh, stronger material to work from and, and you know, ground themselves in information that is verifiable, that, you know, they can really kind of integrate into their lives and their knowings and to build something with. And, you know, that's all we've been doing. And so, you know, at times it, it seems that the pseudos are winning, but then people are starting to uh, awaken and, you know, figure out that, you know, for example, that, you know, uh, African-American, young African-American boys don't have any super alien powers because they jump over three or four cars. But there's a trampoline at the end of the car. <laughs> if you know the video in which I'm talking about. Yeah, crazy, yo. You know, crazy. Um, it, it's, and we got to continue to push that fight because that's the tradition, you know, uh, which we call the conscious community today, which in more scholarly circles, we call the Independent African Academy. And this independent African Academy was birthed in the 1800s. And, and from the get-go, they were about scholarship, even if they did not formally go through a PhD process. They understood method, research methods, and that's what they were about in terms of publishing and things. It's only... Uh, more recently, uh, time-wise speaking, in the, in the mid, uh, actually in the early 90s, with the likes of, you know, your Dr. Yorks and uh, Phil Valentine's and all these other, you know, individuals that a segment, you know, of uh, our interested in knowledge-seeking uh, community begin to stray from the the tried and true methods, you know, saying of our ancestors and elders when it came to the scholarship. And so that's that's the tradition that we, uh, the five clans, uh, you know, have, have brought back into this, you know, this social media age. Yeah, that's a yeah, that's a good point right there, Saul. And um, so I I just felt it I felt it kind of funny when when they use like words like pseudo and all that. Like we coined that in our community. So whenever you hear that phrase, it's a key word to recognize where this information is coming from and how inaccurate and how mis misinformed the person using that is, right? And it was also funny just how they act like well. You know, where, where did Jabari, where, where is this primary is at? You know what I'm saying? Like, we, we, we're we not accountable. Let's get this straight. We're not accountable for what Jabari did. You know what I'm saying? What Jabari did was unspeakable. Uh, he ran, as a matter of fact, let me let me focus on this part of it. Y'all remember what happened 
uh, World War II, because this is exactly what went down. When the Japanese attacked Pearl Harbor, they were sitting around lounging, they was on chill, and they came in and bombed their ass up. So that's what happened with Jabari. Whether he won or lost the debate, I haven't I haven't seen it, so I'm gonna hold my judgment on that too. I just couldn't imagine Jabari getting beat that bad. Even with uh uh the faulty information, some of the faulty information he brought. You know what I'm saying? He got it honest. Because that's exactly what uh the elders was teaching in the community. He got that honest. But even with that faulty information, I know he got enough with him, you know what I'm saying, to, to get with Bantu a little bit anyway. But 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 what you did was when you bombed up Jabari, you actually woke a sleeping giant up. That's what you did. You woke a sleeping giant up. And I think me, Asar, Dr. Oyamayat, um, Garfield, we was basically saying, man, look, you know, these guys right here, they PhDs, and there's a certain way you got to deal with them. Like we already knew what it was when I heard him speak, when I heard him, when I was on the phone, heard him talk about the conferences, I offered the ecumenical conferences. I already knew that this is not your regular old Christians. Now they ain't no, they ain't that much smaller than your regular Christians. They just want to make you think they are, but at least they got enough sense to use primaries, right? So I knew that you, you, you would have to come in there with a scholarly approach to things and dealing with them. Like I knew it right off the bat, I knew what I was looking at, right? And they made that left turn, right? They ran out of gas. They bombed up Dubai and ran out of gas. They should have came and got us. They didn't. So they actually woke up a sleeping giant. So, so y'all Christian, go ahead and beat up on the Moors because uh, Dr. Bantoon, and I respect doctorates, Dr. Bantoon said he want to get with the Moors. He want to get with the, the Islam. He want to get with all of them. And I think you should really, you know, Sharpen your sword up on them, and then when you're ready to come see the champ, the champs, come see the champs. When you're ready to up your weight class, when y'all really get it together, when y'all really, 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 really think you can get with traditional Africa and the scholarship, when y'all really think y'all can get with the 300,000 year old Homo sapiens sapien, when y'all really think y'all can get with uh, uh, um, archaeological remains. At 200,000 years, 190,000 years, you know what I'm saying? Dealing with systems that predate anything Christian. When y'all really ready to have that conversation and up your weight and deal with people that can actually read the text, yeah, we got brothers and sisters that not only read the text, but can actually translate the text, right? When y'all really think y'all ready for that, y'all need them tune ups. I'm telling y'all need them tune ups. Go get tuned up, right? And then come see. The vanguard to the conscious community. All right? Y'all know who we are. Y'all know us. I'm a raw squad official. Dagger squad. Y'all know who we are. Mossy clan warriors. Y'all know who we are. MBK. Man, y'all know us. Shashu Mani Madanachi. That's who we are. Dedicated to beating the hell out the Christians. Like you said the other day, sir. Man, we're in a war, man. It's a war, right? It's a mental war. It's an academic war. We're here to show y'all that y'all lost your way. And I don't mean because you're a Christian you lost your way. 
I mean because you actually think that you have something that is original, or do you actually think that you have something that's kind of groundbreaking, that you would actually think that you could bring a pen to an intellectual gunfight that ain't loaded. Y'all ain't ain't got no ink for this. It's gonna be very interesting, man. Very interesting. Where you at, Sean? Right here, brother. So, y'all study traditional African spiritual systems in West Africa. Am I correct? That's correct. Mm -hmm. Hey, Garfield, where you at? I'm right here, beloved. I'm right here. What's up? So, you study the text, uh, Christianity, ancient Christianity, any anything based around Christianity, all that. Is that what you do? Yes, sir. Pretty damn good at it, ain't you, brother? Yes, sir. I try. Mm -hmm. Brother Saad, what you do? You do what? What you do? What's your specialty? What you do? I do a little bit of everything. Huh. Uh, well, in, in terms of Near Eastern studies, of mm -hmm. course, ancient Egyptian studies, uh -huh. uh, you know, and languages. And so uh, I can tell you where all that Christian stuff come from. <laughs> And where you can find it in the text. <laughs> I'll save that for. Yeah, save that. You know. Being footage, save that. Hey, I specialize in just talking. <laughs> 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 but I love me some archaeology, man. Hey, hey, Dr. Barrington, you want to talk about that Chinese Christianity, bro? I like the primaries <laughs> on that. I like the archaeology that we ain't got on that. Hmm. So, Dr. Banchin made a statement. Let me see if I can cue this up real quick. He, he, he hit y'all with the Hebrewisms. Y'all know what they try to say, the black skin, the black people, he did all that. He ran in that note. Hey, Sean, you sent the video to me, right? Do me a favor. Send it to me yeah. on Facebook real quick so I can cue it up. And I don't know, brother might strike me down, so I think I just want to play the audio on that. Okay. I don't I'm know if he's going to do that or not. You want to? Um, yeah, I got you. Hold on. Shout out to the brother that did the interview with our brother Van Tune, too. Hey, hey, Garfield. Yeah, beloved. Your man ain't been answering the phone, huh? Um, a matter of fact, let me call him right now and see if he answers, because I just hit him up on his on his live stream. Let me see if he answers. He probably switched up his number on me. Yeah, he stopped answering the phone. We figured it out, man. Shout out to the team y'all had put together. LeBron James. <laughs> Shout out to that team. Oh, hey, boy, he changed numbers on you. Damn. Oh, man. Oh man, he changed the numbers on us, yo. Get out of me, boy. Hit us with the dollar joke. Make sure I got the right number. Cause oh I man, you've been calling around. He wouldn't change that number on you. There you go, right there. On. You sent it? Yeah, post of a interview with uh, Dr. Vincent Bantu. Yeah. yeah, what about the, uh, what's hey, the timestamp when you talk, start talking I was, about I the color? I, was, I think huh? I was calling the wrong number. Hold on, hold on a second. I got two numbers. Man. I knew you was, man. 
Call the wrong number, man. All right, let me see. Let me let me hit this real quick. All right, and so I want to get to this part right here with Dr. Bantoon. Yeah, y'all need to know, yo, that we intellectual gunfighters too. With all respect. That's with all respect. Intellectual gunfighters. All right. Uh, let me go to this section right here. I believe it was a 54, 50, 50, 50, 50. Okay. Hold that right there. Cue this up. You got the right number, y'all? Yeah, I got the right number now. I was calling the wrong number. <laughs> man, you made you bad mouth that man, yo. All right, so let me kind of, let me, hold on, let me. Hey, Sean, what I got to do? I want to be able to play. I want to be able to hear the video, do the thing, what I got to do. Yeah, so you're gonna have to play the video in the background. Uh you can select the audio, but you can just just don't share your screen. I know, I know, I know. What what button I gotta click so I can hit it? Switch. Uh you'll have to select more. Yeah, the more ain't not more than more. It's just live stream. All right, let me it should probably... be audio. Well, you probably already checked the audio though. There you go. You own it. Hold on, let's do it again. Now, I kind of like what he's saying right here. Yo, he kind of killed half his troop right here. I kind of like that. Uh, let me play that for you real fast, yo. Kind of like what he said right here. I knew it was just, I mean, I mean, he just said it, but it wanted, I mean, shit. Man, you know, you can't be running around on no bread, though. He he went off metaphorically or something on y'all. I don't know what he did. He did something. Oh, shit. Let me see. All right, so y'all can hear. Let me start off right here. Let me see it. All right. Damn. Boy. All right, here we go. This is Dr. Uh, Dr. Vince Bantoon, and uh, he's on his podcast, uh, True ID Apologetics. Hey, Garfield, what does that mean? Before True ID Apologetics, I have no idea. That's Alfredo Valentin and I think the brother Coleman that we spoke to, Adam Coleman. Um, Brother Berean just hit me back. He said, um, I think it's still not ready, the video, to come out. All right? I don't know what that means. but They probably cutting and splicing with Jabari smashing them. Mm -hmm. Cutting them up. Nah, yo went in there without He went in there without his tools, though, yo. I mean, you know, he, he earned that. Apologetics. All right, here we go. Let me play this. Watch this, y'all. Listen up closely going to talk about how you feel Christians should be. Here you go. Then he's going to deal with the skin. Political hegemony. I think a lot of our white evangelical brothers and sisters in Christ are very lost on this point because they expect that this country should reflect Christian values. 
be separate, but we're called to be so right. But we should not expect to have political, social, cultural hegemony in the world. We should actually expect the opposite. But what I do think the fence rod does promise to us and does give us is, and especially that black folk that we need, is, as I said in the argument, a sense both of identity and beauty. The Bible tells us, I made the point, uh, and, and honestly, this is something the Lord gave to me even in preparation. This honestly never occurred to me until um, I was prepared for this debate. Now, I was thinking about it from historical, uh, I was talking about, and I was quoting from like Gabe Byron, uh, the you know symbolic uh, blackness, and, and Benjamin Isaac, invention of racism. And, and I was talking about how racism really comes from Roman identity, right? Um, and, and I was talking about how, um, and even, in, even in the Middle East, even in Mesopotamia, there was still an anti-black dynamic that passed into rabbinic Judaism and into Islam as well. And we see that in the Old Testament. But I pointed this out, and the Lord really gave it to me that I think it's so providential that God, uh, in his providence, that black skin is the only skin color that is mentioned directly in the Bible. White skin, yellow skin, red, brown, no other skin color. Okay, so he just made his first mistake. You can actually go in the Bible and they talk about white skin. Hmm. Actually can do that. And I think he knows that. Yeah. I'm gonna get yeah, Sol Solomon 510. Um you wanna read that? I, hold on a second. Let me let me let me find out right now too for you. I got a, I got some, I got a file on it where it talks about color and what color really means in the Bible. I could just bring that up and share like the, the scriptures that talk about different colors, ivory, um, black, but the yeah. black don't mean black as in dark skin. And he should know because Eric Mason just did a whole video on Jeremiah 46 too. To, to the beat up on the Israelites. So we know that color in the Bible is not what it seems in the King James. You know, because of the, the translation where it comes from, we misinterpret it because of that. So when they mention black, of course, the translation in a sense is correct because from the medieval time, black was used to refer to death, was referred to something sad that happened. So when you see somebody referring in like an English writing where it talks about somebody is dark skin or swarthy and all these things don't necessarily mean the same way we might picture it today, you know, with a lens of um, so, 21st century. But let me can, let me find this. Let me can let me, you go to Lamentations 4? Yeah, let me do it. All, all right. right, go to Lamentations 4. Let's see what it say. What verse? Quick brother? question, brother. Quick question, yes, brother. Go all right, go ahead, brother. Do you see in, in the back anywhere, a phone attendee. Oh, okay. Uh, hold on. Hey, Sean, how did how send send us all the number? You the only one know how to get that, bro. No, I think okay. I see one down. So I don't know if I when I switch to that because I see my number. I see it says five panelists, one attendee. But with the attendee, will they allow to speak? Because it said basically that I'm muted. Yeah, yeah gonna, you'll be able to speak. You'll be able to speak if you're on the phone. Yeah. All right. All right. Okay. So uh, what, Unc, what I'm going to be Unc doing is going to have to. Unc, Unc needs to approve it. Whoever this attendee is, Unc, you got to let him in. Okay. Yeah, hey, yeah. I think that's you. I think that's you, Asar. Yeah. It should be a two one zero number. Okay. You. Yeah. 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 That's Asar. Let him. Let him in. Unc. All right. There yeah, you go, hey, boy. Doc. The doc says. All I right. like it. No, I was just saying, go ahead, uh, Garfield. I was enjoying uh, Garfield's breakdown of like the different colors mentioned in the Bible. So I'm ready. I'm ready to hear Lamentations and and all of the other scriptures that support what you guys are saying. That's all. 
then I want to use the scripture that he used. It's a shame that we're going to know the Bible better than the Christian. That's a shame. Like, that's a shame. Then they have to go into the language. I believe, like you said earlier, that he knows that. I think that, you know, he, he knows that. I mean, I, I would assume so. So. Hmm. I don't know. It's 4 7. Four, it's an analogy in reference to skin, too. Four, Levitation 4 7. Man. You can't find it yet, Garfield? Hey, I stepped away for a second. What was, was he saying something to Unc? Really, yo? I thought you was finding the damn thing. You I found it. I found it already, bro. I found it. I got it right here. All I right. got the scriptures and I got the colors and everything. So whichever color you want to talk about. Right. Lamentations 4-7, I believe. All right. Lamentations. Lamentations 4, verse 7. Her Nazarites were purer than snow. They were whiter than milk. They were more ruddy in body than rubies. Their polishing was of sapphire. Glorifying white skin. Mm -hmm. mm. Give me another one. All right. We have, um, let me see, where's the glorification here? Purity, Psalm 51, 7. So it, it's referring to purity as far mm -hmm. as white. Ecclesiastics 9, 8, Daniel 7, 9, 11:35. But let me, you know what? Let's let me go into the scriptures and find it. And then we read it aloud. Hold on. Let me go to Psalm 51, 7. Then we want to read the scriptures that Dr. Ban Toon used. It was Psalms, it was Song of Psalms, Psalm, whatever else. Hold on a second. Psalms 51. He actually used Psalms? Yeah, let me see. Yeah, purge me with hyssop and I shall be clean. Wash me and I shall be whiter than snow. So it's referring to purity. This is referring to pure. So the, the, the color white is aligned with purity. So this is a part of the color symbolism in the Bible. So it's referring to refinement, being righteous, righteousness, heavenly. Let's go to, um, that's Old Testament. If, the, if you want me to go to New Testament, let's go to Ecclesiastics 9.8. That's another example. All right, hold on one second. Here. Hey, hey Sal, can you hear us? I got his mic, right, Don Sean? Please, yeah. Yeah, yeah, you gotta make I, sure. I have, yeah. Uh, can you hear me? Okay, yep. all right, you good. Yep. Okay. Yep. Okay. Yeah, yeah, I got I got y'all on mute. So, all right, I got okay. one right, right here. Can y'all hear me? Yeah, we hear you loud and clear, good, brother. And then all we'll right. get e some. E some. Ecclesiastics good. 9, verses 8. Mm -hmm. um, let thy garments be always white, and let thy head lack no ointment. So this is um I don't know what I don't know what the context is, but let thy garments be always white. I don't know what they were trying to say with that. That's that was pretty basic. But what was the Psalms one that he read? He used um Songs of Solomon. 
Yes, sir. Five, ten. Or no, six, uh, or one, six. One, one, five, and six. And we're going to uh, put it into context. That, 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 that don't make no sense. Uh, that's I expect better from him. Why would he use that? Well, let's let let's hear him use it first. I don't want to, yeah. uh, because he is a doctor, and we don't want to. Oh, no. Yes, um, yes, yes. We don't want to. You know, you know. This is a, we gotta make sure you don't do no cussing today, I saw and Doctor. Y'all, y'all know y'all always cussing too. We having to tell y'all stop. You know what I'm saying? Let's finish. Right now, right, right now, Doc got the Holy Spirit right here, though. He really do. Seriously, I ain't making fun of the Holy Spirit, neither. Here you go. Color is mentioned in the Bible, except black skin. Black skin is the only skin color that is mentioned. And when it's mentioned, it is consistently positive. It says, I am wow. black and blue. And that Moses, Moses' sister was cursed with whiteness. Because he was wow. both black, white. And, and, and the Ethiopian eunuch and, and the Ethiopian Kushites are people tall and smooth skin. Holy Ghost got him rambling, got him rambling. Let's uh, let's read that. Let's see because he said the Lord gave it to him to read that. Uh, let's see what the Lord gave him. Go ahead, um, Garfield. <laughs> so what was the verse? Tell me the verse again, brother. Song of Solomon one six. Yeah. What is doing debate now? One 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 five. Two, six. Hey, uh, hey, guys, I'm live, all right? I'm live on Ong's channel. I can't talk right now. All right. Yeah. All right. What do you say? Solomon what? Songs of Solomon, which are, which are, which are songs. Right. Songs of Solomon, one verses, what, five or six? Five through six. Read that. Read I am read. black but comely, O ye daughters of Jerusalem, as the tents of Kedar, as uh -huh. the curtains of Solomon. Look not upon me because I am black, because the sun hath looked upon me, 
my mother's children were angry with me. They made me the keeper of the vineyards, but mine own vineyard have I not kept. Now, when we see black here, before Ong gets into it, we got to understand that the black in this sense is referring to um, black skin, skin, as in the person is dark skin. Mm -hmm. I don't, you know, and um, I think it's primarily like black is primarily associated with normally with the Bible with negative aspects of human experience. Mm -hmm. So coincidentally, including death, disease, famine, and sorrow, all, are, all of which are normally the results of sin. The exception is the implication of health when describing like your hair and all that stuff. But black is normally again used um, when you're talking about death, disease, famine, and sorrow. So in the context of 6-1, we could look back at it. I mean, 1-6, I am black but comely. So the person is saying that they are black and comely. It seems like they're embarrassed when you read mm -hmm. the English one, mm -hmm. you know, but you know, it's, it's, it's talking about in, a, in the context of something else. Look not upon me because I am black. So it looked like the person is disgraceful mm -hmm. because the sun hath looked upon me. The sun has burnt my skin. So don't look upon me because it's making me black, you know? So we got to look at it as far as the context. No, it, it's right there. That's a bride. First of all, and I forget what kind of woman was. She was a bride mm -hmm. and she was basically saying her brothers is mad at her because she was working in the field. So if you go back in ancient times in some societies, right? Um, if you were darkened by the sun, that means you was kind of broken. You was working in fields. You wasn't on a hierarchy. You know what I'm saying? Where you would be indoors and wouldn't be all, you know, browned down to the ground. And so this particular bride is saying, man, don't look at me like that because the sun has done this to me, basically. You know what I'm saying? Uh, it's not glorifying black skin at all. It's not. You can read it again, Garfield. It's not glorified black skin. It's really a negative right there. And the question is, is that actually a black person or a person that can tame? That's a person that can tame. Well, well, you hold on. Before, before you all even go there, you, you can always argue on the strength of their logic. So let's just say that that is a black person. I believe it's supposed to be the Queen of Sheba <laughs> speaking right there. But let's just say that this person is black, right? For her to even mention her skin color, to be like, do not look basically bad upon me because I am black, but calmly. In order for her to mention that, for it to even make sense, the other person who she's speaking to must not be black. Mm. Talk about it. Mm -hmm. Because she's making a contrast between my skin color and the person, or I should say her skin color, and Solomon, who she's talking to. So Solomon could not have been a black person if the other person is saying, do not look upon me because I'm black come and they have several different scriptures that distinguish skin color for example um i forgot what verse it is but we should be able to find it where they make the distinction they say can an ethiopian change his skin 
Why would they reference that? Why would they make that statement? Because an Ethiopian, somebody from Sudan, is so far from the normal skin color of the Israelites that that would stick out and, and it would make sense. Otherwise, if they were black themselves, that wouldn't make any sense. They could just reference themselves or reference an individual, you know, who happens to be dark. But to even mention that, you know, asking the question, can an Ethiopian change his skin color? Let you know that they think of Ethiopians as the other. And not only in terms of other, just in terms of nationality, they know that they're other and different in terms of skin color. And so we need to find that um, that verse and have that handy. Which one are you talking about? You're talking about the, the same, um, the, the Lamentations 4.8? Because they talk about the black skin right there, the same type of thing? I don't know. It's just, it's, it's a verse in the, in the text that um, I forgot who's speaking. It may be God. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, it, make, it, it made the statement or asked the question, can an Ethiopian change his skin? Oh, okay, 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 okay. Um, is it Jeremiah eight twenty one? All right, let me find it. I'm gonna find that in the meantime. I think it's I think uh-huh. it's Lamentations four eight or five ten, or if not Jeremiah eight twenty one. All right, let me find that real quick. You guys can keep talking. Let me just. So so yeah, I was basically saying that whoever that was had been tanned by the sun, kissed by the sun, or tanned by the sun, right? Because she's been working in the fields, get darker. Sub-Saharan Africans, especially those Africans more Africans more close to the equator, they ain't doing no tanning, y'all. Right? So we know where the Israelites are living at. These Israelites are living in zone two. See, we're gonna use the science to, to, to deconstruct that conversation that he's talking about. So in this particular time period, right, we know the indigenous skin color map will basically tell you what those those people's skin color was, like the brown. Okay, as a matter of fact. Man, the whole planet, the planet Earth, the majority of Earth's inhabitants, you know what I'm saying, have like the brown or dark skin. You know what I'm saying? We know we know certain genes that produce pale skin didn't come around to about 20,000 years ago. You know what I'm saying? Like, so, you know, this problem that we have in the community of making everything black or thinking everybody black or this, that, and the other, Man, that's just not a historical, that's not historically scientifically accurate. You know what I'm saying? So, you, you know, the, the, the areas where human beings really take root are in the uh, uh, more tropical regions of the planet. You know what I'm saying? Like the, the more habitable areas. They're not taking root in the northern region where there's less sun, right? They're taking, taking root, you know, in Africa, you know, near the equator. Rift Valley, you know what I'm saying? Rocco, so I'm just making a point that it's obvious that this person has the ability to be tanned up. And we know inhabitants of zone two, which is in the Mediterranean, these Mediterranean people aren't even white. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? So, I mean, that's an interesting joint right there. So all, all that to make of skin is very funny. That's an old Hebrew Israelite trick there, Dr. Vince. We're not buying that. (laughs) 
Nice try, bud. <laughs> appreciate you with that. Definitely appreciate that try. So <laughs> that was a good try, bro. Then we can go into the language and see exactly what these people was talking about. So why did you tell me, to, uh, oh, Jeremiah 13, 23? Man, thanks for putting the wrong thing in there, man. My bad. Funny. All right, let me see what you got. Jeremiah 13, what? Brother, Brother Jay Mixon. Let's see. 23, let's see what you got real quick. So, yo, we, we appreciate you. I can eat the open change the skin. This is the one you was talking about, uh, Garfield. I mean, uh, yeah. What what chapter is that? What is that? Thirteen twenty three. Thirteen twenty. I want to read that twenty three. My fault. <laughs> Funny. <laughs> Let's can, see what it has can, to say. Can, can the Ethiopian change his skin or the leopard his spots? Then maybe he also do good that are accustomed to do evil. I don't know what that's saying. It's it's basically like he's using it like in a in a metaphorical sense, or he's trying yeah. to make a point. Yeah. Hold on. Yeah, you guys keep talking. Go ahead. So I'll yeah, that's that. my point. So you know, again, to to even mention, you know, uh, that in Ethiopian, uh, the asking the question, can they change their skin? it lets you know that the Ethiopian is so far removed from their own skin color mm -hmm. that it is, it is quote unquote worthy enough for metaphor in the same way that a leopard spots are unique. Yeah, I'm back. Gotcha. And so when, and the point is that this is one of the things that, you know, they're trying to avoid See, when they when they're trying to deal with the you know christianity and the economical conferences that's all late and irrelevant stuff is christianity the white man's religion yes because these white people created it <laughs> and they're letting you know they're white because they have to make a distinction a color distinction between themselves for example in the ethiopians who are who are very dark people? That's a metaphor for them. So okay, so let's make this let, let's clear this so we everybody can get this. When you hanging out and you see an Arab, you like man, that's a white boy. You don't say that's an Arab. That's a white boy. When you see a Persian somewhere, you like oh, that's a white boy. When you see anybody other than an African American and an Arab, you be like that's a white boy. <laughs> yeah, yeah I mean, that's, just how so it that's, a, that's just how it goes and so like what, what people got to understand is that sometimes people think that we think that white people are only this north you know uh nordic yeah, type yeah. folks those are the whitest of the white facts but we include those quote-unquote olive skin italians and and greeks and things of this nature. If if you were to look at a Jew today, you know, if they didn't have on certain gear, you would think they're just regular white folks. That's who was in that area, which is why they can tan the way that they do. And you know, I can 
I can go into more detail using primary sources to 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 help distinguish that. So they're white because they're white. And and you know, outside of just that physiological argument, when we're talking about a group of people who create a particular religious system, this stuff doesn't happen overnight. This is an accumulation of human experiences in a particular area. And so certain things belong to them as a result of, of certain experiences over time in a particular space. So it's, it's, if somebody tried to deny, first of all, for example, that hip hop culture started with African Americans, they would be crazy. And, you know, hip hop wasn't created out of a vacuum. There was a lot of things going on in African American lives, especially in the Bronx at this time. You know, you got to talk about, I'm sorry? I was saying 222nd Street, the Bronx. Yep. You know, you got to talk about poverty. You got to talk about redlining. You got to talk about um, um, heroin coming into the community. You got to talk about gangs, which means you got to talk about uh, the civil rights movement. And then you got to talk about Jim Crow. And then you got to talk about slavery. And all of this stuff accumulated and came to a head in the box in the early 70s and as a way to kind of release and actually be anti-gangbanging, that's a part of the story that is not told a lot, you, you, you see the formation of this thing called hip-hop culture. And so all of this is birthed in the African-American experience. And so if you find some Chinese and Japanese people on the other side of the world doing hip-hop music, and culture and wearing their pants the way they are and they trying to dread their hair and things of this nature, they will rightfully, somebody in their culture can rightfully say that that's that African-American stuff. In a way that, you know, we can say, or we, they, they can rightfully say that's the black man's culture. In the same way that we can say that Christianity is the white man's religion because it comes out of their experience. And not only that, their skin color is in the range that we would call white. No one would mistake these folks in the Middle East for black African people. Hmm. But I'll digress in, in, in there. You know, to, to, add on, to add on to um, what you're saying, I was, um, there's a first century reference to, um, to the Jews, they're identifying what they look like. And they're, mm -hmm. I was trying to find the source, but the source in the, in the Talmud, when it was describing them, it says that they had a, a, it used a certain material like what we used as wood. And the type of wood that they're describing as is like a lightish brownish color, light brown looking whitish. And because I looked at it and see what it means, in, um, in English and um, how they describe it. And I'm saying that that's not, that's not us. That's not <laughs> us. And then when you look at Edith Bruder's book, let me find, let me actually read the quote right here. That's gonna shock a lot of people. 
You see, we could we could talk a good game, but when you have the sources to back it up, it's a whole nother ball game. The first white inhabitants in a certain region in Africa were the Jews. This is the quote. I mean, I'm paraphrasing right now. I'm going to find the actual direct quote, which is actually in the Geniza manuscripts. And for those who don't study the Geniza manuscript, which is very unusual for anybody of my skin color, it's basically how the Jews documented their travels and their trades and all that stuff. This is their secret compartment of information. Okay, good. I found the source. I'm going to read it live right now. It's from Edith Bruder's book called Jews in Africa by Edith Bruder. It came out, I think, 2008 or 2010. But listen to what it says right here. Let me just read the quote for you guys. On the Algerian-Moroccan border, according to a local chronicle discovered at the beginning of the 20th century by French A.G.P. Martin, the very earliest Jewish inhabitants of Taut and Gorara settled in the first century AD coming from Cyrenica and were followed by a second wave of settlers who arrived with Arab traders from Mosul. The making of Fagara underground water pipes in Taut, based on a model that previously existed in Mesopotamia confirms that this know-how seems to have originated from Persia and to date back to very ancient antiquity. They were mentioned as far back as the 5th century BC in Herodotus. Another tradition from the region of Tugert in the northeast of Taut reveals that the Jewish population is so ancient that they are considered the earliest white inhabitants of the area. Well, look at what the, the, the other part, the next paragraph says. In the most ancient period, whose tradition was conserved by memory, the country was inhabited by Jews who employed Negro workers. So they're, they're, they're giving a differentiation of how the people look and who owned kusors and palm groves. So you have these Jews who are there coming into town as traders, of course, and, and employing people, and they're employing Negroes. So they're differentiating what they look like. So this is, this, people might think it's a game. There's a multiple um, sources of how they look. This is just not us. It's not us. But I'll, 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 I'll digress. Mm -hmm. I mean, look, there was a reason they chose Jabari. <laughs> you know. Where the brother on go? He on the phone again? Yeah, as usual. Yeah, but um, Go as ahead. far as the, the, the color game, I mean, I, I I hate to do this color thing. I, I'm not really into this color thing. I hate talking about color. But yeah, but, but, but I don't see um, folks coming in and um doing what they do and and not be and not and and it's it's well documented, family. I mean, well documented. There's a book called Jews, Medieval Jews. Um, Jews in mid under Islam in medieval time period, and that book talks about the trade and all that stuff. That's not us, family. That's not us. That that that's that's just not us. It talks about the Jews trading with one another, and how there's like a prerequisite for those who don't know Judaism. I personally call it the mark of the beast, and the reason why I call it that is because you could not trade or make money and be a part of the trade that they have, whether it's the Trans-Saharan trade, which the Jews actually funded, 
while the whole Arab Islam thing was going on with the Africans. But the, the key issue here is we have primary documents within the Geniza manuscripts and whatever manuscripts they have showing Jews trading with Jews and, and sending letters back to these main centers of where their beliefs and where they would worship, whether it's Israel, whether it's in Babylon, which was the main place in Europe, um, in, in, in Spain, in, in, in West Africa. And in West Africa, you had converts who were looked like me and Unk, who would convert and would have to write to these main centers as being a part of these academies, these Hebrew academies. Because now you are now a convert and you have to play a role. You have to give one. You got to give money back to the main temples. Mm -hmm. You got, you got to, there's certain rules and laws you got to live by. Because remember, when the Jews come in, if they come in to see me and Unk in Africa, they want to convert us because they want to make sure we're following the same laws that they're following. It's an identifier. That is what's key about Judaism. It's an identifier. So you believe what I believe. So you know that you can't steal. You can't rob from me. But yet still, even in the manuscripts, we find evidence of these dudes robbing each other like how drug dealers robbed other drug dealers. It was crazy. All of this stuff is documented. We have primary sources. It's crazy. But anyway, man, I digress, man. I got so much information on this, man. But it's, so, it, 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 it's so, uh, oh, um, let, me, let me give what's her name, the source. Hold on one second, brother. Let me just give, her, give the sister right here the source real quick. Sister um, Chani, let me just give you the source about the book. I, that book, I don't really... I don't really, if Asar asks me for that book, I'll give it to him. But I'm not just giving away this book like that. Just to any, anybody. Yeah. You know, it's, I'm, I'm not doing it. I'm just not. I'm not you, I, you, know? you know what else I found, found interesting about uh, Dr. Baron June? Man, he got to know any debate we take with the Christians, y'all can't bring your beliefs through the door. That's not going to stand. It's not going to stand. We're not going to allow you to bring your beliefs in the debate because it's a belief non-verifiable yeah. i'm sorry Uncle. The, the book is called jews in islamic countries in the middle ages by moshe gill translated from the hebrew by david strassler mm -hmm. jews in islamic countries in the middle ages it's a serious serious read it's not a joke it's not a joke <laughs> hey Hey, Garfield, you played a video the other day with Asal giving these the the, uh, the primaries on certain tiles. Mm -hmm. the, um, mm -hmm. Oh, you can be watching me, huh? Ah. Oh, get out of style. Stop it, man. I mean, you know, that's like my favorite thing to do. The Hiscos and all the Asiatics and, and showing them with some, some had brown skin with blue eyes and the, all that. But it was, and I, I, I like that, Asal. You know what I'm saying? I, I got all that. You know they have some facsimiles. This I need to bring that. Fa I'm, I'm gonna see if I can find that facsimile before we get off the show. It's a facsimile, right? And in case y'all Christians don't know what a facsimile is, it's a direct copy from the original, and it has the name of the nation underneath of it, and showing everybody. Look, you know what I'm talking about, Asal? You ever seen that? I mean, uh, just I mean that just seems typical of ancient Kemet in general and yeah. how they operated. Yeah, they got to do that. Everybody, look. Everybody, the Syrians, that's, everybody. That's what I was saying. That's, when you look at the primary documentation from ancient Kemet on that area, none of them folks was black. Not even, not even uh, come close to the skin color of the ancient Egyptians. Mm. We, would, we would not, if we were to put 
those images up side by side by the people who are there in that area now, they are the exact same. And you would not consider, no one considers uh, Bin Laden an African. <laughs> no, one looks at Net, no one looks at Netanyahu and like that African. And we need to side with Netanyahu. Nobody does that. Why? Because they're not. And so, you know, it is, I mean, it is what it is. And so you, you, and, and by this conversation, we knock out three groups automatically. The, the, the Christians who believe that uh, Christianity is not the white man's religion. You knock out the Hebrew Israelites and their claims that they are black. And, you know, especially if you want West, so and Mexican and, uh, you know, South American and all that craziness. And then, of course, you knock out the, uh, the people who think that the Arabs are black. Craziness. Get him off it. Get him out of here. How Doc yeah, say, then, get him out of here. Marinita, she blocked me, man. We had a basic conversation and I followed up and you know she was talking like she beating me up. I said, how oh. then she pulled out the big dagger on me, man. You know what she said? Um she, she said, These people are not related to Noah. I was like, huh? Noah? What Noah are you referring to? <laughs> I know you're not talking about the biblical Noah. Maybe you're talking about Mordecai Noah. I don't know. That was the end of the conversation. Trevor Noah. <laughs> right? Trevor Noah. <laughs> he can't be the Noah in the Bible. Nah. She ain't talking about that Noah. <laughs> yeah, I think you played that scene. Oh, um, in on the video, it was later to the like to the to the to the end. Near to the end. Yeah, that was a good that was a good uh video. Trying, I wish I could find it, man. Damn it. It's his um video, the, the one that he talked about, um Wesley Muhammad on his channel, Osiris channel. Wesley yeah, Muhammad. I don't I mean, you I guess I mean? that's part of the um what happens when you actually get uh kidnapped and get and lose your culture that you really, you know, you just start grabbing for anything. And for the life of me, like I said, they're not gonna be able to bring their beliefs in. And I think what Dr. Ben Toon said was. He said the difference between Christianity and all the other religions in the world is that they don't have a solution. And the Bible has this <laughs> promise of uh, you forgetting, being forgiven for your sins if you believe in Jesus Christ. That's what he said. I, if that ain't the most ridiculous thing that I've heard in the last 300,000 years, bro, like, are you kidding me? That's just a belief. Exactly. That is so crazy. You know what, um, I disagree. It, it is not. I, I disagree. Hold on, Asar. I disagree with y'all. You know why? Because remember, it has always been the main selling part of Christianity. It's always the main selling part to say, hey, if I kill you today and you believe in Jesus Christ, you're going to come back in that same body as Unc is in right now. We're going to see him with his glasses on, with that same beard. He's coming right back. And the issue is you can't defeat that, Asar. You can't come with any Brooklyn magic you want. You could come with Dr. Your teaching, Papa said, all of them come together. You can't beat the fact that black folks want to believe that they could conquer death. And if you have a better teaching, we'll beat Christianity. We'll beat it. If you have a better all teacher, I have to ask, go ahead, brother. All I have to ask <laughs> is name one problem that God solved in the Bible. Hey, hey, they don't care. 
That's gonna be our first question. They got they got hold on, hold on, hold on. It's the question. What was the third question? Like, what um, would be best for black folks? Best for black like people. That? Yeah, best for black people. Mm-hmm, that's. I'm like, how are we going to use this text as a solution? And the God of the Bible hadn't solved any problem. In the Bible, he ain't solved no. In the Bible, you know, he ain't solved the the problem of sin. We still got gays. We got more gays now. God killed. A, a whole island of gay people and created more gays. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> you stupid. Hey, let me tell you something, man. If we, Asar, if me and you, Unk is working for Yahweh, and if me and you say that bald-headed man, look at his bald head, he gonna send a bunch of beers to come kill us and our children, brother. Yeah, mm-hmm. is the best man. He, he has the worst killings in the history of I've never seen. It, it's like you creating a God and you said, my God is more evil than your God. Because if you look at the Assyrians, the, the way they talked about their God, their God was the worst. And if your God, if you want to be the God, you remember you just said it in Asar, it's years upon years of people living within a culture. So they lived under the Assyrians. They lived under the um the Arameans, they lived under the Persians, they lived under the Babylonians. So all these years these people lived in this region, they saw the gods and how wicked and evil and powerful they were for those kingdoms, those empires. And they as a little kingdom got beat up all the time. Why? By these gods, these people that were by, by these gods. So you know what? I'm gonna create a God that's bigger, badder, and more disgusting than your God. And that's what they did. They built a God that was the worst. I've never seen a God so, yo, in all my life I'm reading stories about gods. The Greek, throughout the Greek culture, the Assyrians, I mean, Ahura Mazda is too nice of a God in my opinion. He's just way too nice. They would have never adopted him as a God. But, But the point is, all Yahweh is the ultimate God. There's no other God like him out of all the gods that existed in the ancient area. He's just a killer, you know? Yeah. Like it boils down to Marcion. Why did Marcion say, y'all need to lose that book, man? Y'all need to lose that Old Testament because that God, he ain't the real God. He's the creator God, but he's on like the third level. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You need to go to the seventh God on the seventh level because he's the real God. And Jesus is... I, mm-hmm. I'm sorry. I just want mm-hmm. everyone in the chat right now to answer this question. You can type in one for yes or zero for no. We're going to use computer codes as I'm, you know, I'm a software developer. So one for yes, electricity on, zero for no, electricity off. How many of you listening live right now would offer your virgin daughters? Whew, to be raped oh, man. by the whole town mm. to save two angels of God. If you would do that, type one for yes, <laughs> type zero for no. I'm, I'm, I'm trying to see something here. You ain't got no Christians in here. The Christians are doing. I'm not. I'm not seeing any ones here. I'm seeing. I'm seeing two. I don't even know what two represents here. You got. Is that a maybe? You got too much scientific literacy, people here, man. You ain't got time for this crazy. (laughs) I mean, 
the whole town is wicked because they're gay. But the one who lives, who is who is let to survive this onslaught, five minutes before the, you know, um, hail and brimstone, offers his virgin daughters to be raped. Who does that? But well, hold on a second. You're talking about the lot story, right? Mm-hmm. I thought you were talking about the other story because the other story they have in there is when the guy offered them his um his virgin daughters and he, they raped the, the they raped the, the maiden, brought her gang raped her, then brought her back and then the, the, the guy the priest when he brought her back to the house he cut him up into twelve pieces and sent one piece to each tribe of Israel, so that story is based off for the lot story. That's another story you forgot that one. <laughs> I, look, I'm, there's so many we can give. It's crazy. I'm just, I'm just trying to give the the basic ones that you know that I'm pretty sure people are familiar with. That when they were teaching this stuff, there's just certain things they overlook. I forgot. What about the story when the guy makes a promise to God, if you let me win this war? I will sacrifice my daughter, something, something like that. And they actually, they actually celebrate this festival today. Do y'all know what I'm talking about? So the guy actually wins the war, then he have to go back home, right? And oh, I know the story. So guy makes a promise to God. If if I if you let me win this battle, when I go back home, the first person to come out my door. I'll sacrifice him to you. You know what I'm talking about? Nah. Come on. The guy nah. goes back home, and the first person to come out the door is, is his damn daughter, yo. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to find that story. Somebody in the chat room, I know y'all know what I'm talking Hold about. Hold on a second. And then when the daughter came out, what happened? Did he offer some some guys first? And then nah. Up, nope. I, okay. He had to keep his word. He went there, talked to his daughter, and he had a sack, and he had to send his daughter to get to die. And to this day, the Jews have a festival for that. Find that story right now. Where that story at? Find it right now. See, this is the Christian thing. And by the way, Christians, we're still looking for that ancient Christianity. If y'all do find that ancient Christianity, even if we go by the story, right? Let's go by the story. The first Christians were Jews. Am I not right or wrong, Garfield? You are 100% correct. So if y'all practicing ancient Christianity, <laughs> the ones that follow Christ, y'all need to be Jews too. And you need not go to church on Sunday. Ah. <laughs> While you playing Bantoon. Yeah, yeah. What Christianity would that be? Matthew, Mark, and Luke. Mm. Hey, you know, you know what, you know what's crazy about this, bro? Crazy. Literally speaking, and I'm I'm not making this to be disrespectful. They are actually so-called Christians. We don't have Christians today because remember, the Jewish Christians were killed off and they were ran off because yeah, they Jeff took over the, they took over their Jewish synagogues by the fifth century under the Roman Orthodoxy. All of those synagogues were out. They got rid of them, and then the Orthodox Church took them over. So those people don't even exist anymore. You only see a little scribblings about them. We got to be careful of this white man's religion. There's many angles I could take it. Asar took it one way. 
I could take it away that if you look at if you look at the history of Christianity and how it's developed, the writings, you have if you have if you look at um, the shaping of the text, there's there's no Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John until 180 AD. That means there's nobody calling a book Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. Looking look at um, Justin Martyr, look at Polycarp, look at Ignatius. Nobody calls in no book no no Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. We could go through comb through all the earliest. Um, church fathers in the second century, right? Up until 180 AD, the guy that called it, um, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John said there's only four gospels. He decides it was four gospels. That white man from France. It wasn't no North African guy who you don't know if he's dark or black. This is a guy from France who was working under the Romans. So you're talking about something that's built orthodoxy off that guy, Irenaeus. And the guy before him, Tatian, is the one that wrote the harmony. Another white guy. Then before him, you have Justin Martyr. Uh-oh, another white guy from Rome. And then before him, you have Polycarp. Uh-oh, another white guy again. And then before him, you have who? Ignatius. Uh-oh, another white guy again. So what, what, who, is this, who is this African or it's not even Jews at this point that's developing it's the orthodoxy. This is white people. White people, point blank, white. if we want to play the color game. This is not our religion. And I'll say it again, you are practicing, no disrespect, a so, you are a so-called Christian for practicing an offshoot of what may have been developed from the first century. We don't know, we don't trust it. We don't know, you gotta show us what you practice, what they practiced then in the first century is what you practice today. And if you can't find the rapture this is another big thing, ladies and gentlemen, because remember, there's no gospels. Hold on, Unc. There's no gospels in the first century. So you don't have a rapture doctrine. You don't have it. It was developed because of the gospels. There's no gospels in the first century for people to run around and shake. And when you find these individual groups, the Sibelians, the Basilidans, the Gnostics, the Marcionites, the, the, the Saturnalans, the, Mian, the people that used to follow Meander, the people that follow Simon, the people that follow the Ebionites, the people that follow the Nazarenes, they didn't have four Gospels. So where did this thing come about for having four Gospels? Who made that up? Because without your four Gospels, you don't have no Jesus. And you don't have no originals. So you don't even know what is written in the book, if it's right or wrong. So your, your whole religion is based off of blind faith. I don't care what's good. Yo, bring them to me. Bring them to me, Unc. I will dis... Oh, man. They don't want to start down. with it. Oh, Calm down. Oh, man. Oh, man. Bring them... But hold on, hold on. The, the, the doctrine that there's the no rapture doctrine makes perfect sense in the context of white people. <laughs> this is where this is where language becomes important. Why do I say this? You know, when when they reconstructed Indo-European languages, they also was in the on the mission to reconstruct total Indo-European culture. And so when you read text on Indo-European uh, in terms of linguistics, uh, I can think of two texts off the top of my head in which they break it down into different aspects of society and socialization and civilization. 
So, of course, one aspect of society is the religion of, of people. So they reconstruct based on the language and the stories that have been passed down from generation to generation um, in, as the proto, as the proto Indo-European speakers spread and they became Germanic speakers, you know, uh, Gaelic speakers, you know, Roman, uh, uh, Latin speakers, et cetera, et cetera. One of the things that they, they noted is that, the Proto-Indo-Europeans have this thing about a, uh, what's the word I want to use? Not avatar, demigod. That there's always a demigod who is half man. Demigod. Yeah, a demigod who is half man and half God. Is that Spirit not Jesus Christ, though? Tell me that's oh. not Jesus Christ. They they always have a person who is a demigod, which is half man and half god, who always accompanies at the end of their story, there's always this big war between mankind and the gods. Mm -hmm. But what usually happens on the Indo-European side is that the god always fights on behalf of the human beings against the gods. But the, the Christian text switches it because at the time of the rapture and after the rapture, there's supposed to be a war waged and Christ is supposed to come down and aid and wage war against the humans. So this is where they switch the, the story up. But fundamentally, they still have the same story about a demigod who is half man, half God, who is, um, you know, engaged in this war, some cosmic war between the heavens and the earth, which is supposed to signal in a, a, and usher in a new age. And so you see this fundamental story play itself out in the Bible. Mm -hmm. You never see any stories like that. At least I ain't going to say you never. I have yet to find stories like that in uh, African uh, mythology and literature. For the most part. Let's say for, for the, the most part. part. I, I can't say never because I, I haven't read all right. and, and, and engaged and know all African myths. Africa is a very big place. Mm -hmm. But, you know, I've been studying Africa for over 20 years. You know, I even uh, I double minored in African studies and African American studies in, in undergrad. And, you know, one thing we read was a lot of this literature. And I have yet to, to come across where the, the human beings and the gods are engaged in wars against each other. Now, you may have, like, for example, in ancient Kemet, where, uh, you know, Ra sends his eye to kill off mankind, but then changes his mind and has a heart in something to this nature but it's not a war between them. Mm. And that's so, the closest I can think of, and that's an ancient Kemet. But so what I'm saying, the point I'm making here, just quickly, is that if you know the characteristics, this is what I'm talking about earlier, that, you know, 
this stuff didn't come out of nowhere. There's a tradition in which, you know, certain things change, certain elements change over time and space as people migrate. You know, and if you pay attention to the biblical text, you see all the white culture and all its whiteness all throughout. And that's something, you know, I can go into detail in at, at a debate in the future if it ever gets to that point. Man. So, okay. So back to Bantu saying that um, Christianity gives the answer and that is uh, a removal of sins or, or, or sinning. And based off of Jesus Christ dying, and I don't even know how they call him Jesus Christ back then. They wouldn't. We know know the fundamental thing that there are any days. So we know that. So I mean, but I think so. I think you and Sanjeti argue that Yahshua and Jesus the same name. Y'all argue that? No, not to my knowledge. At least I can't recall that debate well, between him no and Jays. I. No Jays. You can get one of the first King James sixteen eleven Bibles. And there aren't any J's in that whole Bible. Yeah, go check that out. I mean, so, that's a, but even still, that's a mute argument because, um, you know, we have different dialects and certain things are just pronounced differently over time. So while they did not have, the people are mistaking a J letter for a J, J sound. sound. Well, I'm talking about the sound. You know. Um, they, they obviously had to have the sound before they had a letter to represent it. Yep. So, right. So, this so is why I'm saying that I. it's a mute argument. It was an I. But that ain't the point I was focusing on. Right. It wasn't a J, but it was the J yeah. was actually an I. It was that. Matter of fact, you can go to your local dictionary and it'll talk about that. But that wasn't my primary point. My, per my primary point was that um, sins. I don't think in African culture, man is not born in the sin, as a matter of fact. As a matter of fact, if you look at Egyptian literature, uh, man created evil. It wasn't God who created evil, right? But let's get back to the, the fundamental principle of sin. So Dr. Bantoon talks about how Christianity gives you an answer to the problems, and the problems is sin. And how Jesus dying on the cross actually forgives you for your sins. There's a fundamental problem in that conversation. You would have to show me that every culture in the world even understands what sin is before the advent of Christianity. Right now, I'm not familiar with African nations talking about they was born into sin. Hey, hey Garfield, can we, you got a fundamental meaning of sin? What is meant by sin? Um, transgression of law. Okay, and so that's all it is. It, it's, it's just a uh, that yeah. It, it, it simply that's what it is. It's the word "hata" in uh, in Hebrew, um, and it just means to, uh, to to go astray. So in order to go astray, you have to have uh, a path set, and so that's what a a a set of taboos and a set of laws are to represent. But that's all sin means is that. It is that you have gone astray from either a tradition or a set of laws. You you walk off the path, literally. Uh, sin, an immoral act considered to be a transgression against divine law. Mm -hmm. Hmm. 
So man is born against divine law, basically. That's what he's saying, right? That God of the bounded universe actually makes beings that are sinful already off this born into sin. Don't they say you're born into sin? Mm -hmm. They say in a religious context, sin is an act of transgression against divine law. In Islamic ethics, Muslims see sin as anything that goes against the commands of Allah. Judaism regards the violation of any of the 613 commandments, okay, as a sin as long as the sinner is aware of the commandment. In Jainism, sin refers to anything that harms the possible the possibility of the what's that uh Jeva? Jeva, am I saying that right? Garfield? Say it again. Or Tam. They say that uh, J I V A or Atam. Jiva. 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 Mystic state. Okay. Uh let's see. So so my, my concern is now if if you're looking for a definition of sin or proof that everybody in the world knows what sin is, what about the people, um, the sentinel people? who um the guy the reporter or whoever he was the agent of christ who was trying to bring religion to them and they shot him in the back with the arrows <laughs> so because remember they're saying it got to spread through the whole world so they're trying to say if it don't reach there it can't be true it got to bring christianity there man It'd be a wrap and it covers the whole world but all these different islands and places that don't even know Christianity, I mean, oh, that's that's just living proof for us. So I see it. Oh yeah, I got it now. Original sin. This is what I, okay. Original sin, also called ancestral sin, is a Christian belief in the state of sin in which humanity has existed since the fall of man. Watch this now. Stemming from Adam and Eve's rebellion in Eden, namely the sin of disobedience and consuming the forbidden fruit from the tree of knowledge of good and evil and we didn't been through that already <laughs> you know you know what's we, funny we didn't been through hold on y'all we didn't been through the fact that really god was doing the line in the garden that's for you christians go read that god lied and the devil told the truth How did <laughs> and original sin was born to the world through the woman. Uh, what's that scripture? Hold Genesis 3.15. Is it Genesis 3.15? Can we read that? Can we? Man, <laughs> man, comedic press, man, they messing with me, man. I'm reading it. Ka, ba, ka, ka to philosophy and method. You read that yet, Asal? Uh, ka to, no. All right. I'm reading on it. I'm there. I've been in, my, in some other books. I'm going to finish this book. Shout out to Comedic Press. Nah, yeah, we, I only read the first them. couple chapters. Huh? I only read the first couple of chapters. Of yeah, we ain't even mentioned them. See, they don't know. We, we booked up over here, though. <laughs> <laughs> I'm booked out for the next 50 years. We booked up. Shout out to Brother Ben, Marcy Clan Warrior, traditional practitioner. Hmm. South of Saho Tap, traditional practitioner. Yeah, you just a heathen, Garfield, and I'm a, and I'm a heathen. We heathen. <laughs> we heathen, man. 
serious heathens. Hey, so we got all the books. Oh, man. I bet you we all together, y'all got, oh, I bet you we got over 100 books. <laughs> Between Comedic Press, your work, my work, where you work at? Oh, your work coming. I bet you had that work for that debate, ain't you, Garfield? Shit, I thought I was going to get that stuff together, man. Hey, I'm just basically, I basically just sourcing up, man. That's all. Let's make yeah, sure. You won't I'm... stop, though. You keep going. You won't stop, man. No, He's... I'm stopping. I'm done. I'm done, bro. I took I your advice. I don't I'm believe done. you. You're going to have I'm a chapter done. about the debate in there. You're I'm done. Just... <laughs> I'm done. That's for a whole nother book. That's for the mis <laughs> misconception and misinformation oh, of the you're Christians. Not. You're not. That's for the next book. That's for the next book after. That's for the next book after, man. I got to do something on the Christians eventually. But I do, I do feel like we, we, we and by the way, I just said the Garden of Eden. I hope people realize that. Wait, I need that scripture real quick. Which one? The one with um sin coming to the world with um woman one? did that. So let me get this straight here. I just want to get this straight. I'm trying to get it straight. Professor Banton, he feel like the woman's to teach in the church. The Bible, Paul say, no, 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 no. No woman can't teach in church. She need to chill out. And she brought in the sin. What's that scripture, man? What is it? First Timothy's, right? Or second Timothy? Yeah, Dr. Ma brought Timothy. sin today. She brought sin to the world I today. Heard, I heard she I heard, <laughs> I heard she called a preacher. Oh, it was black too. Oh, black preacher. Man. She beat the bad. <laughs> <laughs> he was hey, he was black. Hey, but Doc, you can, we can we can easily show. For example, that the Adam and Eve story, even most uh, theologians, at least rational ones, understand that the Genesis stories, all of that is mythology. Right. But what's problematic is when you get to the, to the Jesus story, Jesus traces his lineage all the way to Adam. If Adam doesn't exist and is a myth, and theologians recognize this, Jesus couldn't exist. Exactly. Exactly. It was made up by um by Matthew and um Matthew and Luke. And then the mm -hmm. same Bible condemned genealogy. Stop arguing about genealogies and all this stuff, you know. And by the way, too, in um in Paul's writing, I think it's Corinthians, they said that's an um they added that to the text about the woman about preaching the woman couldn't preach not the one in timothy the one in um in um in paul's writings where he refers directly to um to that woman can't preach or whatever some genesis so three um yeah genesis um, three that's 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 what you're looking for genesis three you could go ahead and read it sean not genesis three yeah that's where where eve got the um with the devil and the no the whole, no 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 no, it's it's a it's a scripture that specifically says, and it is by the woman for which sin entered, not the actual story. I know what you're talking about. I know what it is. You say First Timothy. Yeah. See, I haven't been on I'm my Hebrewite in a while. Y'all trying to make me go back into the school. I'm going back. Here you go. Let's go. We're fine. Go, go ahead, Garfield. Read that. First Timothy two fourteen. Let's hear it. Read. This for y'all Christians, <laughs> all right? So Jesus first actually gotta save y'all from the women. First, Tim first, first, first Timothy what? Yeah, First Timothy uh, two thirteen. Oh, this is Greek. Right. Yeah, gotta get, gotta get the King James. 
Yeah, King James, do it, Gabby. I like reading all the versions. I got a joint with all the versions in it. New International Version. How about the Living Translation? So you're talking about verse, let the woman learn in silence with all subjection, but I suffer not a woman to teach nor to usurp authority over the man, but to be in silence. For Shut Adam up. was first formed, then Eve. Yes, sir. It was the Adam woman was Eve. Formed, then Eve. And Adam was not deceived, but the woman being deceived was in the transgression. That word transgression is the key right there. So she was the one that was in transgression. So you see, they're saying Adam was first formed, then Eve, and mm -hmm. Adam was not deceived. The man wasn't deceived, but the woman the being deceived was in transgression. But, it's, uh, but well, what's interesting is that Eve isn't the one who partook of the fruit. It was Adam. Mm -hmm. So while she, you know, was convinced, you know, of the situation, it is Adam who actually did the act. Hold on. It, did you read two? You read 15 too? You read 14 and 15? Yeah, I read um, 15. Notwithstanding, she shall be saved in childbearing if they continue mm -hmm. in faith and charity and holiness <laughs> with sobriety. Wow. Mm. The CEV says, stay faithful, loving, holy, and modest. Mm-mm-mm. That's objective. <laughs> Extremely. Where's Dr. Maad? See, y'all. She laughing. Hi. We had Doc. Oh, she here. She's still here. She ain't with the sleep. Say hi, Doc. You had a long battle today. Just say hi. Say hi to the family and, and, and go ahead and get off, sis. Hey, you know what? I've been laying down and enjoying the conversation. Slaying. But um, yeah, I'm still here. I'm still here and I hear you guys calling out the different Bible verses and scrutinizing them. So I'm here. I'm just laying down enjoying the conversation. That's all. So the so the women was so the woman was responsible, huh? Not Adam. Mm -hmm. She will be saved Adam, until Adam. Adam. to continue. My bad. No, go ahead. No, no, no. I'm just saying it it's it, you know because the problem with having a conversation with Christians is that they don't understand just basic anthropology and how human beings create narratives to pass on values from generation to generation. And, you know, what, what does it mean to, for uh, to have a particular type of pedagogy in a particular society. And so the, the fundamental problem with the Christians is that they think all of this stuff is literal and it, it happened exactly like it is. Instead of understanding that this is just a quote unquote primitive people's um, way of trying to explain certain phenomena in the world. Like why does a snake crawl on its belly? Why does childbirth painful for women? How did we get all the languages in the world? This is their way of answer. They're not scientists. And so non-scientific people 
create mythologies like this to try to answer fundamental questions of life. <laughs> Doesn't mean that this is how it literally happened. This, this is children's stories. Right and so that's going to be the most that that's going to be the fundamental hurdle that you know anyone is having a discussion with a Christian, you know, who can't separate fantasy and mythology from reality. And so that's a psychological thing that you have to get yourself prepared for. That you're dealing with a people who cannot distinguish between uh, reality and unreality. And so the stories unto themselves, besides the very, very problematic ones, you know, are just a primitive people's way of trying to make sense of the world. And one of the ways in which primitive people tried to make sense of the world especially with our understanding of gods and goddesses is that, you know, first and foremost, they believe that gods have agency and can be communicated with in the same way that we communicate with each other. Besides that, you have um, this understanding that if something goes wrong, in one's personal life and or as a community as a whole, for example, say there's a um, a, a natural disaster, a volcanic eruption, earthquake, hurricane, something to this nature. Well, then that means in the mind of a primitive person that the community as a whole did something to offend the gods and this is punishment, you know, for our behavior. And so there must have been certain, you know, major catastrophes that were still in the memory of the people. And just like all primitive people on earth do, they believe that they have offended God or a God and that this was a punishment. And so we see the same thing in ancient Egypt with the story in which I talked about earlier, where Ra sending his eye, you know what I'm saying, to kill off the people. They're talking about a bubonic plague that happened in Kemet. But they're primitive people too, even with all the, the technologies, you know, for the time at least, uh, and scientists that were there, they were still a primitive people who believed in a relationship with gods and goddesses. And so this plague in Egypt must have happened because somebody was talking about the gods. <clears throat> and you find similar stories all across the world. But the Christians think that they're different, that they exist outside of the human experience that they are somehow sophisticated. And this is what's very problematic and why it's, it's you know, you're going to hurt your brain trying to have conversations with a lot of them. <laughs> yeah. 
so like so we understand like based off of the flood narrative so if you go back to the last um last ice age which ended around somewhere eleven thousand years ago uh you know during ice ages a lot of the water on the planet earth not all of it but a lot of it is caught up into um the ice right uh you know we had uh like laurentide ice sheet different types of ice sheets all on planet earth we know that's how we talk about how the uh great lakes were formed fresh water great lakes were formed based off of that uh the ice melting and so the persian gulf too so when you got ice ages the shores are more exposed you know what i'm saying uh less water uh you know like sites like pinnacle point you know what i'm saying it's just about covering water now but back then these areas shorelines are exposed and so the persian gulf that area is exposed when the when the ice caps start to melt uh you got culture there right got peoples there and when they flood you know what i'm saying uh you know people keep this as a genetic memory right these stories are passed on about this great water this flood that flooded us out that's why you'll find the flood stories in Sumer. You'll find it in the biblical narrative. They're just passing it on. These are basically the same damn people. You right? You don't have a lot of flood stories in Africa. Look at where they located at. Okay, look at where they located at. So these are memories of stories passed on, and you see it showing up in the biblical narrative. You see it showing up in Sumer. You know what I'm saying? With the fish them. You know what I'm saying? Where he gets, God tells him, pulls his coattail and say, look, um, you good. You know what I'm saying? I'm going to say, I'm going to let you know I'm, I'm sending these floods. He's talking to the gods, right? I'm going to send his flood, but I want you to build a boat. As a matter of fact, the way he built the boat make more sense than, the way, than what Noah Ark did. They actually used tools and stuff. You know what I'm saying? Read, read the Sumerian story to build their boat. You know what I'm saying? Because this flood is coming. So you write a song. Um, these are primitive people. A lot of the plagues in the Bible are nothing but not understanding what disease is, not having vaccines, right? Where, where all of a sudden God is mad at us. The Bible does the Bible does the same thing. The plagues in Egypt, you know what I mean? Well, God is mad. All of this stuff, like you said, is people not understanding one evolution to that degree, not understanding a disease. Hell, the, the theory of disease wasn't even out yet. Even though the Egyptians were primitive, they was way better than the go. We say the go herds. They were laid on becoming mm -hmm. Christians. Way better than them. <laughs> yeah, but you know, I mean, so look, I don't like the fact that Jesus Christ came to die for our sins, and the original sin was against the woman. And if you say that the Hebrews are black, uh, brother Bantoon, then goodness gracious, then the black woman. But the first sin in the world, man, oh man, oh man, oh man, 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 crazy. Just bananas, <laughs> bananas. But yeah, so yeah, you did your thing, Jabari. You did your thing. Yeah, ran off without the army. Did your thing. <laughs> Got what you wanted. Did your thing. It is what it is, man. You know what I'm saying? But 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 this this serves notice that some people have their own personal agendas. Some people think they're better than what they really are. I like to say this. 
One person can win your game, but a team win your championship. And we got the title. We the reigning champs over here. So, you know, we're here, we're ready to go. We won't let the community down. Y'all already know what it is. We will not officially let the community down. We're going to come with primary. We'll come with, all. matter of fact, man, um, the Christian days are numbered. Not their beliefs. You can never change the way they believe. But when they leave up out of there, when that day do come, they're going to really know what the rapture is. <laughs> yeah. I'm a raw squad. Any questions in the chat room? Anybody want to say anything? How much time we got left? Where you at, Sean? You've been silent over there, man. Where you at? I'm right here, man. I was looking up stuff while y'all was talking. Trying to get Ben in here, man. And I mean, like we coming in there with the voodoo, with the eat. That's how we coming in there. We're gonna show black people what it is that not to be scared of African custom and traditions. <laughs> Funny. Poor man religion, man. They call Christianity poor man religion. That's why I spread. It's a lot of people was broke. <laughs> they ain't had nothing to trade for. I told you that. I said that earlier on Garfield's show. I said that yeah. Christians didn't have nothing to trade for, so they just they just start hustling Jesus. <laughs> they was in the marketplace selling the afterlife. You know we can't. <laughs> hey, you Garfield. laughing? Garfield yeah, but, said it best. But they was though. They was. Hey, but what if it's true though? Oh man, what if? What if it's you know true? what? You know what? I thought of that, Garfield. And you know what I said? God, if it was a God, God would know that we was enslaved first by the Muslims and they God, and then we was enslaved by the Christians and they God. God would not be mad at me for questioning that. <laughs> and if God is mad at me for questioning that, I don't need that God. Ah, wouldn't God know? And, and for the record, the, um, the four rivers in, in, in the garden is all mythical. Yeah, all right. you can't find the them. what? The four rivers from the garden and finding where the garden is and all that yeah. stuff. Oh, yeah. yeah, you said it earlier, but I'm just adding on to the four because there's no four rivers that meet up that could make it possible. And then on top of it, in Chronicles, it tells us that it's outside Judea. There's the river flowing outside Judea. That's where they're talking about. Can be the Garden of Eden can be outside Judea, and it can be all the way where um, Mesopotamia is. It, it can be where Ethiopia is. Can be three different places. It's a mythical spot. We actually found a story in, um, I think, in Greece or one of them cultures that had the same four rivers and the name of the rivers and you know comparative story which is expected you know as as writers they were heavily influenced in the third second century bc so i mean i expect the stories to um to have similarities it makes sense the jews were living in alexandria egypt for a while under the greek empire so they just probably learned stories from people talking about them and and started being a part of the culture it's like me you and and Unc right now, we all have a base in Africa, but I come here via to America, via Jamaica. And I come from Jamaica and I learned um, Thanksgiving and about Halloween and different things that you guys have here as quote unquote Columbus Day. Now all of a sudden, Jamaica has adapted American culture. Now they're celebrating Thanksgiving and Halloween in Jamaica, never before. 
Now they're doing it because they've been they've been Americanized. So if we all write a story right now, we're gonna include Halloween and Thanksgiving. And it's the same thing if the Jews lived in uh, in the Greek culture, they saw certain things that they did, they would have adapted it. It's just like clean and unclean foods. Um, there's a Greek writer that wrote about ex that extensively, which most scholars today think that that's where the Jews got it from, you know, from that, that writer. So you see, the, all these little things you find in other cultures is not surprising to scholars. It's not about copying, but it's about cultural diffusion or syncretism. You know, so that's just another way to look at it. So the garden story, you ain't gonna find that in a lot of cultures, but there's a specific culture that has it. It does happen to be Greeks. Well, we start off with that famous scripture. That famous scripture. Let the woman learn in silence <laughs> of all subjection. But I suffer not the woman to teach nor to usurp authority over the man but to be in silence. For Adam was first born, then Eve. So you saying that's not mythology? And Adam was not deceived, but the woman being deceived was in transgression. She was in sin. She was against the law, y'all. Huh. Notwithstanding, she shall be saved in childbirth. Go ahead and give us a baby, then she'd be good. <laughs> man, whatever, man. Y'all gonna run up in there with that? You got you got somebody in the chat. I, I don't mean to change the conversation. That's very suspicious, suspect. NMIC. All of a sudden, the first comment is about Jabari. What did you say about Jabari? Then the person has no content on their channel. It seems like a fake profile. But I, I want to say this. If it is our brother Jabari, you're welcome to come out, bro. We bring you on the panel. We have a discussion. And he's particularly um, mentioning XYZ. <clears throat> Who MMIC? Who MMC? That's the guy you're talking about? Yeah. Oh, whatever. What did we say about Jabari? I said he was a snake. That's what I said. Right. Straight out the garden. Now nah, I'm joking. The snake was better than the garden. <laughs> was telling the truth. Yeah, I don't know what they talking about, man. Look, I don't know. We gave the port was good, sis. Got 128,000 here, yo. We got you. We got your show, beat Garfield. 128,000, there, bro. All right, go ahead, man. You the okay. champ. You the people's champ. That's right. 128,000 up in this piece. Shoot. I'm going back home to the dagger squad, man. <laughs> but um, Brother Bereen did text me back and said the video, um, they haven't completed it yet. So we, we, we wait patiently. I hope it comes out between tonight and tomorrow so we could talk about it on Sunday. And um, that's that. Well, somebody say explain vaccines within our culture. Why is it taboo? Not, tonight, not tonight, not tonight, bro. I know a lot of Christians. No, I said ignorance. I just gave him a simple one, ignorance. Oh, okay. All hey. right, I'm gonna I'm gonna jump off, man. I'm I'm tired. Yeah, yeah, y'all did a good thing, man. Why well, how I missed the, the Pastor Bennett Shabako shenanigans? How did I miss that? Um, Dang. I don't know, bro. I don't know how you missed that. I, I talked I, to you. Y'all said send me the link. Remember? 
I think, I think, no, that was earlier. That was earlier this morning. What? That was well, Pastor Bennett, looking at Doc Mayo thing and was bugging all that. I missed all that. Yeah, that was that was after. I did the after show right after. Actually, while he was live, I was live, and I told people come over here. Almost four hundred people was watching, and they saw they saw they saw my man, Pastor Bennett, meltdown. Like meltdown. He had a serious <laughs> meltdown, man. Like I have to say this, man. I have to say this. I was like, nah, man. Come on, bro. You ain't gonna leave the community, man. Come on, man. I got a I got a debate with a rabbi coming up for you, man. Come on, man. You ain't you ain't leaving. Nah, Come man. On. Get out of here with that, man. Pastor Bennett funny as his name Bennett. He's no longer in it. <laughs> Good improvision. <laughs> Y'all have no integrity, man. Yeah, I think I think he got a I, I, you know no integrity no integrity. You see, Doctor Mayat is a sniper, man. I told you he got the dagger squad and he got the sniper squad. So yeah, at the man. end of the day, she's a sniper. That's all I'm gonna Most say. jumping there with her, yo. He lucky sniper. She was she was hitting him long range, short range. <laughs> she was hitting him from the football field way up top on the roof. She was the oh man. It always end up the same way. For the, and for the, for the record, for the record, Pastor Bennett, the way that he was kicking the knowledge, where he was trying, I mean, the way that he was making his argument in his presentation, it seemed like he was giving the bulk of the praise to being associated with the religious belief that Christianity or being a part of Christianity was the reason for the influential success or the historical prowess of the people that he was mentioning earlier on the show he was just saying that these people you know were all christians nah you, it wasn't that simple the way that it came across to someone that listened to it two or three times is that you're saying the 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 glory behind them is because of this faith so you're trying to propel christianity and saying well all these great leaders that you look toward to uh, uh that you look toward are all you know elevated because of their religious belief and that was just not the case so pastor bennett i listened to it three times and that's what it sounded like so when she responded after critiquing your video you know she was justified in her uh critique of your presentation which you know you made a few mistakes there that needed to you know that you should have tell you should have took some advice you should take the coach by the way you, you missed um chief holiday versus um truth story man oh yeah in the chat oh my gosh oh that was that was yo he he did the same flim flam with oh man talking about how the languages come from here and not from Africa. I'm like, oh man, I can't, I could, I can't do what Danny and them do, man. I don't care how much knowledge you want to have. I can't sit down and talk to that dude for two seconds. It's a wrap. It's a wrap. I, I, I'm avoiding all these pseudos, man. I'm done. I'm done so, with pseudos. I'm just on another level right now. I can't do it. I can't do it, bro. So hold on. Let me do this. Hey, look, man, I appreciate y'all tuning in, man. I want to show y'all something in this book, yo, when we go off live, yo. Let me show y'all something, man. But I appreciate everybody in the chat room coming through. Jolanda, I see you. I see you. Everybody, y'all know what it is. And we talking to the Christians. Source up or shut up. 
<laughs> no list. Robert Rain, 42 Tribes, M. N. Mick or M. Mike. Let me see. You just in that motherfucker talking. Jay Mixon, first coach word slipped out. Grown man, 733. TK, the poet. Jay Mixon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, man, I appreciate everybody coming through, though. All jokes aside, man. I see you, Simmons. I see you. Right? Appreciate everybody coming through, man. Uh, thank you for supporting. Uh, you know, we're going to do this regular now, man. We're on them Christian heads, man. We're on their heads, man. You know, they woke up a sleeping giant, man. We was chilling. Right? Chilling. And they had the flim flam Jabari. Or did Jabari flim flam? I think it was both. But anyway, anyway, it's all fun and fair and war. Ram said, Robert Ram said, Jabari lost all credibility. <laughs> hey, Jabari, I see you. We're the most forgiving community in the world. He'd be right back in the community. Yeah, you know, you know how I get down, though. You already know. I wasn't mad at him. I was more, you know, I was mad for y'all, yo. That's the truth. I was mad for y'all, man, because that's your man. That, and that's definitely Sarnetta, man. Sarnetta just shined all kind of light on, told him he was the Floyd Mayweather. He did him like that. Doc, you know what I mean? Man, he act like he loved Doc Mayotte. Like, man, Doc is my, my friend, my home. Hey, hey. Now, me, I expect him to pull a fast one like that on me. So y'all ain't, y'all ain't see it coming. I ducked. I <laughs> <laughs> oh man, yo, I'm out of here, man. I'll see y'all later, man. I'm out of here, man. Too much Jabari bashing. <laughs> nah, I'm just out of here. I'm tired. Man. At the end, hey, yeah, we out of here, man. Let me hit that switch, that magical switch, man. Hold on, hold, hold on. I'm gonna show you something, Garfield. All hey, right. family, we out of here, man. Peace, man. I'm in Raw Squad. Up. Uh.